Hello everybody, we're talking about forcing self-cancellation and why Satan wants us to self-cancel. But here's the quick nugget. So Satan, he doesn't have the power over what we think or say. But he, what he can do is to intimidate us and ultimately demoralize us into self-cancellation. That is his end goal. He wants us to self-cancel. And the reason for us to self-cancel, the reason why he wants us to do that, because he wants us to be taken out of the battle completely because we have become demoralized from all the things that he's throwing at us. And the scriptures that we'll be referencing today will be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, John 3, verse 19, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Romans 8, 37, and 2 Timothy 1, 7. Okay, I just want to say that I am hyped for today, completely hyped. Now let's get now let's get right into it. When I was first drafting today's broadcast, it was a different type of written piece. Most of it was me complaining about the state of my life and how monsters in this world are not as easy to identify and kill as in the lands of your favorite fantasy series. I was drawing heavily on Tolkien's work, The Lord of the Rings. I wrote the paragraphs that I will share with you. Yet in my dismal writing, I had an Eureka moment. Here's what I had written that led me to today's subject. <clears throat> In our worlds, evil masterminds sitting atop of dark towers are replaced with invisible demons who increase the rate of moral decay, which began since the first sin in the Garden of Eden. Hordes of monsters are replaced with humans who believe the lie that sin brings life and not death. And heroes found the dose to speak truth but are so often overrun by the vast tide that other heroes become discouraged from even trying. There are those parts of me that see the sources of my own discouragement and recognize them as both moral recognize them as both normal emotional responses from the instability in my life. Yet I recognize that some of them are more than just physical reactions or spiritual attacks from our enemy who sees individuals with potential. Individuals who are doing nothing wrong legally and are following the proper procedures and thus have no way to be shut down, save for them doing it themselves. Self-cancellation becomes the only possible way for those individuals to be stopped. Stop before true resources have to be spent on them. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to get back to my regular voice and have a little of water. So, I have that last sentence. Highlight it for those if you are reading, because that's the sentence that really made me realize it. When I wrote, stopped before true resources had to be spent on them. And that just threw me for a moment where I'm like, wait a minute. And it brought me down a whole other rabbit trail that is today's lesson, so to speak. Unlike God, Satan is not all-powerful or unlimited in scope and reach. Because of this, he needs to choose when and where to spend his resources. What battles does he deploy actual spiritual forces to compared to just using the herd mentality of humanity against them? I have mentioned in previous broadcasts that Satan has become something of a master of human psychology. Thus, all he needs to do is put something in front of the right people they will do all the work for him. 
Think of it like strategically setting off an avalanche. One thing that is done to ensure mountain safety is to cause avalanches periodically so that we have smaller ones that do minimal damage instead of giant ones that level absolutely everything. But all that needs to be done is find a good spot. Sorry, let me try that again. In those scenarios, all that you need to do is find a good spot in the mountain, drill the hole, prime the explosive, get to safety, detonate the explosive, and watch the carnage ensue. It may take a bit of effort to find the right spot the first time, but afterwards it's easy, more or less, to go back to the same place and do it all over again. There is a scientist called Ivan Pavlov who is most famous for his research into the function of the brain using dogs. But in that time, he also learned of how people can be conditioned into certain behaviors. Many people know he was able to make dogs drool just by showing them things associated with being fed. Satan has been able to observe us for millennia, and when combined with the fact that he is the father of lies, we also get someone who could be considered the expert at manipulation. With all this being said, it shouldn't surprise anyone when he decides to simply use groups of passionate and vocal people to do this work for him. One. Now, I'm going to do my best to try and be sarcastic while being cynical. I'm going to try and be cynical in the following portrayal. If I fail, I hope I made you laugh at the very least. So, want to demoralize Christians? Well, then simply find a group and condition them into going hysterical when someone opens their mouth to speak God's truth about reality openly. It doesn't matter if they are Christian. All that matters is that they agree with Christians to get the point across. And all Satan has to do is assign a few squads of demons to ensure the humans in their pockets get wind of every get wind of events or speakers coming around their part of town. A Christian just wants to expose our influence in the way people act. Just bring up the bunch of other believers who are going to mock them for being outdated. Okay, this is my first time ever having a sarcastic voice in the blogcast, so I need to do a lot more practice on that. But yeah, I'm gonna let you have the first ride just for laughs. Someone is laughing, I know it. Someone is. And reading the script here, I said I may have had a bit too much fun in writing those examples, and also in doing the audio vocals and those types of things. I enjoy that. But the point that I'm trying to get across is that our battle is once again not against flesh and blood. Humans are just pawns in Satan's game of make God cry, and those humans don't realize the malevolent forces at play. Many times, these people are allowed to deceive themselves into believing that the forces don't exist. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is written to give Christians an understanding of the Antichrist who is to come at the end of the age. But in reading it, we also get an understanding of the spirits of Antichrist, which work to draw people away from God. Many people get confused on this subject. I'll break it down like this. When the word Antichrist is written with the capital letter A, and I've given a verb, and I've given, and I've given a quick uh, reference in the 
written piece version of this is reserved to mean the final one which shall come at the end of the work. But it's written with the minuscule letter. And again, in the blog in the blog portion, I have a example of how it looks written. It is simply used as a descriptor of a person being against Jesus. And as I wrote this, I realized that means all the demons, false prophets are teaching, and those who do so falsely, teachers of false religions and spirits that deny the resurrection of Christ are all antichrists by that definition. Going back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-10, through it gives us the information about what the Antichrist coming will be like and what he will do on earth. He will seduce people into sin, and that, the, and that word seduce means to lead astray or into disloyalty, and it also can mean to entice into sexual, answer, into sexual action. So the fourth definition that Merriam-Webster gives us is to simply attract, and that's what he does. He, tra he attracts man into sin by tempting their darker desires into being released and acted upon. Verse 11 reveals that because that this is what they want, God will send a strong delusion into believing this so that they believe this falsehood. Uh, and they'll believe what they are. Let's try that again. Going back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-10, through 10, we see that it's giving us information about what the Antichrist's coming will be like and what he will do on earth. He will seduce people into sin, and the word seduce means to lead astray or into disloyalty. It can also mean to entice to sexual action. The fourth definition that Merriam-Webster gives us is to simply attract. That's what he does. He attracts man into sin by tempting their darker desires into being released and acted upon. Verse 11 reveals that because of this, what they want, because this is what they want, God will send a strong delusion onto the people so that they believe this falsehood that the Antichrist preaches. Using the Blue Letter Bible, we can look up the word for send and find that it's the word painful, if I'm pronouncing that right, which also means to permit. So God permits this delusion to take hold of them, and that's how they are driven into doing what they do. Many have said similar things to what I'm about to say in the next paragraph. The delusion which holds most of society captive is that there are no spiritual beings, and if they exist, that they play no active role in our world. Because of this, when society of forces move in a way that is in direct opposition to God, many discount the possibility of a spiritual influence leaving them unable to properly combat the root of the problem. But those who understand this fact will attack or defend this with unbridled passion. Warriors of light will work to expose the darkness that exists to hide the evil, while the victims of the darkness, out of fear for what might be revealed, will fight to end all that carries the light before it can come to its destination. What I have just said explains the reason why so many people will try to cancel us who speak the truth. What they want is for a person to self-cancel, because it is a sign of surrender. Traditional cancellation is just about us being won in a war against a person who is motivated to fulfill their calling. If a person who has invested a lot of time and energy into doing something 
and then decides to stop becomes a sign of them saying to their followers, this isn't worth it. Our enemy likes nothing better than people giving up the fight against him, because it means he doesn't need to dedicate resources against them. A person who gives up is not the same as someone who is defeated. A defeated person is one who didn't choose to give up, but was forced into it. While the person who gives up is someone who sees it as his only option and chooses not to fight anymore. The defeated person in this case wants to fight but can't, while the one who gave up won't fight even if he has a chance. Satan wants us to quit fighting, not be put in a position where we are only out of action while gearing up for return to duty. When the persecution of the church happens, we always see a division happen as a result of it. There will be those who conform to society's pressure and become passive, but it shall also be revealed those who are pure heavenly souls, untainted by the world's many avenues of influence, and actively pursuing the mandate to all hear of the good news of Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead, and how by receiving the Holy Spirit, we are made empowered to have freedom from sin in our lives. Society doesn't mind the existence of Christians who preach the resurrection. What they get mad over is when we preach the doctrine of sanctification, when we preach the turning away from our sins which they love to live in. This proves the words of Jesus recorded in John 3 verse 19, which reads thus, This is the burden. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Through self-censoring, we submit to the spirit of fear. But that is not of God, as Paul makes clear to us in 2 Timothy 1.7. For the Spirit of God gave us, not to make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that's from the NIV. Look at the, script, look at the structure of the verse. First, Paul identifies the lot. And then he presents us with the truth, saying that we have been given power which counters the fear. And then he reminds us we have love and self-discipline. When he says self-discipline, he is reiterating something that he has written to the church in Corinth, that they are to take every thought captive. See 2 Corinthians 10.5 And as I have been writing this, and spy extension speaking this, something else has occurred to me which I ended up adding to the broadcast before I was ready to record this. This is the reason for self-cancellation. Self-cancellation is another form of believing the lie that we are powerless to effect the change, when the truth is that we are more the conquerors through Christ who gives us strength, as he told the church in Romans. See Romans 8.38 for the entirety of what he says. But until next time, courage and Godspeed in the battles ahead. And check out those verses I mentioned. They're worth reading. Godspeed.